Carly and the Wisemans. All right, they're heading this way. If our third, fourth, and fifth graders would head out with, with this team right here, not all at one time, but our third, fourth, fifth graders and uh, Cadence, if you'll come down here so our kindergarten, first, and second graders can grab their packets. So third, fourth, and fifth are headed out that door. Our kindergarten, first, and second graders can come down and get their packets. They can get their packets. The rest of us, uh, I do. we have a couple of things that are going on. If you can listen while the motion is happening around you, uh, I want to ask uh, Davey and Sarah to talk to us a little bit about this coming Wednesday night. Wednesday nights is our midweek. We have activities for our kids, for our students, and for our adults. This is a fifth Wednesday. This is a fifth Wednesday in the month, so we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this Wednesday night. Davey, tell us about the CARE Effect. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We are partnering with the New Life Ministry, and we did this back in July as well. Um, and their mission statement says, it's a Christ-centered environment, and we equip the homeless moms to transform their families for generations through, de- de- through education, accountability, and goal advancement. Our program empowers families to become self-sufficient and break the cycle of homelessness. So if you are new here, there's something we do at our church is called the Care Effect, which partners with local ministries in our community to show we care. No strings attached, just God's people serving their community. And uh, we served in July. Many of you saw the smiling faces of New Life's team when we showed up and helped them with the needs of their ministry. And they were so impressed with our church and how much we got done. And many hands make light work. So if you missed your opportunity in July, please join us this Wednesday for another opportunity to serve. And this information is in your handout, and we we would love to see you there. We'll be transferring items from one campus to another. And also, there will be opportunities for kids and adults alike to pack bags of schools and supplies and donations. If you want, please bring your work gloves, and if you have a truck, bring it, because that would come in handy. Um, And make sure and register online, because there will be a snack lunch provided, and the information on on that are in the handout. And I just wanted to take this brief moment, if it's okay, to brag on Tammy. Um, She's usually behind the scenes doing all this stuff, and registering online does help big time in planning and trying to figure out. But Tammy, thank you so much for all that you do on Wednesday. All I have to do is mention that we have an event, and she shows up and is so awesome. And is there anything you wanted to add about the children's... Yeah, um, we will have um, children a class for kindergarten on down here at the church. So if you've never been able to serve at New Life Center and you have young children kindergarten on down, we want to give you that opportunity to reach out into the community to connect with the New Life Center. And we are going to have dinner here at the church. So, but we need you to register so that we can have. Um, enough food for your little ones. The older ones, there's not going to be any um, activities for first grade on up here at the church. They can go with you to the site. The kindergarten on down, just register your kids. We're going to be doing some special music on Wednesday night, so they're going to have a good time. You guys can serve at the site and know that your kids are well taken care of. And there will be opportunities for the older kids to serve at the site. So we can can do this as a family. Yes. uh, And just to be clear, the on-site, we're going to have a snap, snack uh, supper provided for people that come up and show on-site. So we will be eating on-site if you don't have a child. But, but if you bring a child to drop off, there will be meals for them as well at the site. Everybody can get food. Everybody, yeah. Everybody yeah. Everybody's going to get food. Everybody's going to eat. 
And Angela, Steve, the students are here. The students are going to meet here, and they're going to do their own thing this this time around. All right. Thank you guys very much for putting all that together. You can drop the younger ones off here at the church at 515 so that you can still make it over to the site by 530. Awesome. So that is this Wednesday night. It is called The Care Effect. When you read or hear about that, uh, that is what is going on. And Tammy, I would echo their remarks. Thank you for the ways that you serve and the way that you lead. If you want to see ministry done with excellence, follow Tammy Nicolette. Um, Tonight, uh, family night. Uh, So we are going to have just an opportunity to come together as a family, as a faith family. Uh, We're going to meet in the back parking lot. Please, if you can park out front or kind of park to the side, but we're going to, then there will be spaces. We'll kind of coordinate all that, but we're going to have a couple of food trucks. I think we've got the, the lobster the lobster rolls people, and then we've got a barbecue truck coming, and then, of course, uh, no no evening is complete without Miss Marie's sweet treats, and we'll have her ice cream truck here as well. We're asking people, if you've got a cornhole set, uh, please bring that with you so we can play that together, uh, and, and that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, Cover Story, a local band that uh, Fred and Stacy are in, they're going to be providing uh, live music. Great opportunity just to be together. There is no agenda. There's no order of service. It's just a come and have a good time together kind of night. Uh, there'll be opportunity for you to purchase dinner, opportunity um, for us just to spend some time together as a family. Some of the best times that we had, especially during COVID, were when we gathered together in the midst of everything going on uh, and all of that kind of stuff. All right, that's, that's uh, there's several things going on. Make sure you look in your handout. We've got the weekend intensive coming up in October. Uh, I really want to have a good turnout for that. We're putting a lot of effort into that. We've got a student uh, weekend that's that, that's planned that weekend. We're going to have a, a ladies night. We're going to have a men's afternoon uh, that's all coming together. You can see the information in your handout, uh, but please make that weekend as much of a priority as your schedule will allow you and bring somebody with you. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good entry-level type thing if people want to, to see what's going on in the life of our church. All right, if you'll take your copy of God's Word and if you will find Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, uh, when I had first laid this out uh, and, and was going to give however many weeks to this and however many weeks to that, I, I was sort of um, wishful thinking. I thought we were going to try to accomplish two passages today, Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's why you have two sets of handouts, in uh, two sets of uh, sheets, notes, sermon notes in your handout. Uh, the truth is, as I've done more studying, as I've been preparing, as I've gotten very excited, um, we're, we're not going to get through all of that today. We're going to have to expand it by two weeks. And, and I say this, right before the service started, I just felt the Holy Spirit draw me into my office, and I just sat there, or actually just stood there and told the Lord. I, I, it just kind of came over me, just a sense of, of how important this season is in the life of our church. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to make it overly dramatic or, or make it something that it's not, but I just had this overwhelming sense that this is a, this is a crucial time in the season of our church. This, this emphasis that we're calling wired that way. This, this idea that we're looking at how we are shaped as we look to discover our spiritual gifts, as we look to discover our passions and where our hearts are, as people connect their abilities with opportunities, as people understand how their personalities have been designed 
mind and how that fits into the body of Christ as well as how people understand their experiences flow into the life of the body of Christ. I sat there in my office right before I came in here and just kind of was overwhelmed with this. This is an important season in the life of our church. And whether you are here, and I'm so encouraged and grateful that you are, or if you're watching online, I'm encouraged that you're a part of us online. This is where we are as a church right now. This is where we are as a faith family right now. It is, it is this, okay, we're here, but God is calling us to the next level. And he's calling us to the next level because he has something incredible in mind. He has something incredible in heart. God has a plan and a purpose for this church, and his church needs to get ready. And that's why we're doing what we're doing, because we believe that God has called us to this time and to this place to serve him for a very specific purpose, for a very specific community. We are here to love, serve, and reach Brevard County and beyond with the love and the person of Jesus Christ. And he is equipping us right now, and we all need to be on the same page Romans chapter 12, uh, we're going to be, I'll go ahead and tell you, this sermon uh, is going to end with sort of a to be continued, and next week is the second half of that, Uh, but for right now, would you just pray with me this morning? Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you. God, you are my rock, you are my redeemer. Father, may I decrease so that you might increase And Father, may we conclude our time today more like you than when we started because we have been in your presence, we have heard your voice, and we have been changed by your word. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Quick review, week week one was based on Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8, 9, and 10 says this, for you have been saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. We are his workmanship. We are his craftsmanship. We are his masterpiece. We are the products of his design. We are his workmanship. We have been created in Christ Jesus. We are new creations. The the old self has died. The new self is more alive than ever, ever because of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We are created in Christ Jesus for the purpose of good works, godly assignments, eternal, eternally impacting tasks, good works which God prepared ahead of time for you and us to do. And we are enabled to accomplish these tasks because as Christ followers, those of us who have given our lives to Jesus, Jesus, those who have have, have submitted ourselves to the authority as Christ follows the Holy Spirit, the third member of the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as Christ followers, the Holy Spirit equips us with gifts and abilities that are intended to fulfill our purpose, which is to glorify God and to enjoy him fully. That was week one. 
That was the basis of week one. Week two, we started this passage, Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. We'll revisit verses three through eight in just a minute. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, in other words, with God's mercy as the lens through which we view others and through which we, which we view life and through which we view life's circumstances, in view of the mercy of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, set apart from the world, set apart to God, useful for eternal purposes. This, this is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, to this world. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might discern what is the good, perfect, and pleasing will of God. The bottom line is you can discover your spiritual gifts you can, discuss, you can determine your passions, your heart, what gives you life, what drives you. You can develop your natural abilities to their fullest potential. You can define what type of personality you have. You can deem every experience you have as valuable, but for any of the above to have eternal value, to accomplish with eternal significance the good works which God prepared ahead of time for us to do, your heart and my heart must be fully devoted as my heart goes, my mind goes. As my mind goes, my will goes. As my will goes, my body goes. And wherever my body is, that's what I'm going to do. As my heart goes, my mind goes. As my mind goes, my will goes. As my will goes, my body goes. And wherever my body is, that's what I'm going to do. And in order to have an eternal impact, in order for anything and everything I do to have eternal significance, I've got to be fully devoted and fully committed to the Holy Spirit that is trying to work through me. That is when we will have an eternal, internal, eternal impact in Brevard County and beyond. So today, building on those two foundations, I want to begin looking at two passages of Scripture that, have, uh, that we mentioned at the onset, Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to move kind of fast. I can already tell that I'm talking fast, so you're just going to have to listen quick. So hopefully you got a handout because I want you to take notes because I'm not going to have time to dive into every passage of Scripture, but that's not the point. We offer you the scriptures, hopefully you'll write them down. Cindy, I'm going to just go and tell you, leave some things up a little bit longer so people have a chance to write. But I want you to be able to take the scriptures and the things that we talk about and look at them during the week as we connect sermon to sermon, Sunday to Sunday, and it all comes together. So this week and next week now, uh, we're going to be diving into Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then on Sunday morning, October the 10th, Sunday morning, October the 10th, first of all, we're going to go ahead and call that game day Sunday. We're going to call that game day Sunday. And if your team, whether you're embarrassed about your team or not, I'm going to ask you just to wear, wear, the, wear your colors, wear your jersey, whatever team you root for. I'm already seeing the Tennessee people in the room going, not doing it. It's not happening. Uh, pick another team, you know, or something like that. Uh, but wear your stuff. Just make it fun. The whole purpose of that is also just to invite other people. If you know some people that root for your team as well, make that a good Sunday to invite them. It'll be a lot of fun. But on Sunday morning, October 10th, during our Bible Fellowship Hour, which meets in the Fellowship Hall, that's why I point that direction, we are going to walk everybody through a spiritual gifts inventory, a survey, a questionnaire that's designed to help you identify and 
understand your spiritual gifts. Now, if you haven't joined us yet for the Bible Fellowship Hour during this Wired That Way sermon series, um, please don't hesitate to join us on any Sunday. Today, we had some first-timers. This was their first time, and they got plugged in. They got locked in. We, we were able to meet them and get to know them. Any Sunday is a good Sunday. You are not going to feel behind. You are not going to feel left out. You're, gonna, you're not going to feel like you've absolutely missed everything, or you shouldn't feel that way because every week's designed just to talk about what happened that week. What you should feel when you walk in on a Sunday morning during the Bible fellowship time, you should feel two things. You should, you should feel welcomed, and you should feel glad that you came. That's what we're aiming for. So jump in, especially on October the 10th, because we're going to administer this spiritual gift survey with the hope of beginning the discovery process as we're learning and, and starting to understand the spiritual, the supernatural gifts that have been bestowed upon you uh, when, the, when you became a new creation, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, when you became a new creation, and when the Holy Spirit entered your life, John chapter 14, verse 17. John chapter 14, verse 17, when the Holy Spirit entered your life. We're going to look at these two passages, understanding them as two different categories. Actually, there are three passages and three categories. We're just going to give the bulk of our attention to these two in Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians. But so that we have a complete understanding, let me at least mention, uh, highlight the third. Jot down Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 11. You don't necessarily need to turn there, but jot it down so you can go from it later. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 11, these are what you can call the ministry gifts, and they are associated with people and positions. Verse 11 says this, and he gave, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. These are five ministry gifts, five areas of ministry that have been given to the church body. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The Greek word that is used here is the noun doma, which is talking about a present that has been given, like a gift that we would give each other on our birthdays or at Christmas. So, whether you like it or not, your pastors and your staff are a gift to you. Now, if you are like Julie on some days, you want to exchange that gift or you would like a refund. But we are intended, we are the leaders that God has put in place to love and to serve and to lead you are intended to be a gift of God to the body of Christ. That's what we want to be. That's what we are supposed to be. These are the ministry gifts, the people and the positions that have been put in place to love and serve and lead the body of Christ. Those are the ministry gifts. The second listing, which we're going to look at today, and the first one we're going to dive a little bit deeper into is the one found in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, look at verse 6. It says, according to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. 
If you look back at verse four, there is an emphasis on the word different, on the gifts being different. We each have different gifts. We're all part of the same body. We're all part of the body of Christ, but not all the parts have the same function. Now, I may have said this last Sunday, Kelly, I'm pretty sure I said it on Wednesday, but just so that we understand each other, there is no gift greater than the other. There is no gift more, having this gift or having that gift doesn't make you more valuable to the kingdom. It doesn't make you more useful to the kingdom. And in the same way, because you have this gift or because you have that gift, it doesn't make you less valuable to the kingdom. It doesn't make you less, less useful to kingdom work. We'll talk more about that when we dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, how different parts function differently and why they're all vital. But the bottom line is that each gift is different. Each gift has a different purpose. And each gift is just as valuable and just as significant for the body of Christ and to the kingdom work. How do we know that? Because God is the one who is giving the gifts. And God don't make no junk. But there's another word that we need to clearly understand. In this passage where doma is like a present that is given, the word that is used here is charisma. Now here's the other reason that I'm, I'm slowing down a little bit. I know I'm still talking fast, but I'm slowing down and breaking Romans 12 this week and 1 Corinthians 12 next week. Because if I tried to do all 19 gifts, I would, I would blow past a few. And I wouldn't mean to. And the reality is you would say, is he just trying to avoid talking about healing? Is he, is he going to avoid talking about tongues? Is he going to avoid talking about interpretation? And the answer to that question is no. I'm not going to discuss them this week. We're going to dive into them next week. But that's the reason that I went ahead and felt led to separate so that we could give attention and time to discussing those things. Why? Because they're biblical, but we often have a misunderstanding of them. And if we're going to receive the gifts that God has, has given to us, then we are going to utilize them biblically, appropriately, and only for advancing the kingdom of God. And so that is why we're slowing down. And here's that word that we get, we hear charisma, and all of a sudden, is he going to go charismatic on us? I did that a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, Michaela, for sending around that meme of me dancing while we were singing. That'll bless you right there. What is charisma? Charisma is a divine endowment. In other words, it is a part of the way that God made you when he made you a new creation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Yes, throughout this next 11, 12 weeks, you are going to hear me repeat the same scriptures over and over again. Because my prayer, my hope is that while by November, when we're done with this particular series, we are going to have about four or five scriptures ready at the go. Because there is nothing like being equipped with the word of God. So even if you just know where to go, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 tells me I am a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. I can't, I didn't, that's not the whole verse. I know there's more to it, but we just know that. If we know the Ephesians chapter 2 uh, passage of I've been saved by grace through faith, 
If we know what's going on in these passages, we will be that much more equipped. But the word charisma, it's a divine endowment. It is a part of the way that God made you when he made a new creation. These are going to be what are called the motivational gifts. In Ephesians chapter four, those are the ministry gifts. Those are people and and positions. These are the motivational gifts because this is who God made you to be. And you are most at peace. You are most fulfilled. You are most alive in Christ. You are most motivated when you are functioning in the gift or the gifts that God made you to be. In other words, if you are trying to live life in another gift, you're not going to be nearly as fulfilled and therefore you're not going to be nearly as motivated to exercise that gift or to get involved in that and serve in that capacity. These gifts are not a person like the ministry gifts. They are a possession. And the only thing you can do with this gift is use it. And when you use it, when you use your God-endowed, Holy Spirit-driven gift, when you use it, you're going to find great joy. You're going to find great fulfillment. You're going to find great enjoyment. You're going to find great purpose. With that in mind, let's take a look and let's do a brief overview of the seven motivational gifts. The seven motivational gifts. The first one is prophecy. I'm going to try to give you some definitions and then I'm going to try to give you also some descriptors that you can jot down there in your sermon notes. Prophecy is a divine utterance. It is a communication that that possesses the blessing of God, the blessing of the Holy Spirit. It is speaking, it is proclaiming the word of God. In the Old Testament, there there are two words that we're going to juggle here. The first one is is what is primarily used in the Old Testament, and that is the foretelling, what is going to happen in the future based on, here's the key fact, you're telling the future based on God's divine inspiration. Throughout the Old Testament, God would, would foretell through his prophets, he would foretell judgment, he would foretell what was going to happen, he would also foretell the coming of the Messiah, he was telling of the future, there was some forth telling, some proclamation of how to act during that time, but the Old Testament is filled with foretelling, telling of the future based on, that is a key phrase, telling of the future based on God's divine inspiration. Then when you get to the New Testament, what's the main difference from the New Testament to back to the Old Testament? Good church answer. Jesus. Jesus is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament because what has now happened is there's less a need for foretelling and there's a greater, there's a greater need for listening. There's a, less of a need for foretelling because the Messiah has come and the only one that's really doing the foretelling from this point on is the Messiah himself. And now it's a matter of the Messiah and the Holy Spirit doing the forth telling, proclaiming the word of God to the church on how you are to live during these times, how are you to act during these times, what you are to do during these times by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. So you have foretelling as the primary, uh, primary prophecy in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you, you turn the corner from foretelling to forth telling, which is the proclamation. And anybody who is a prophet in the New Testament is proclaiming the word of God. They are using the words of Jesus. They are using the words of Jesus. The only true prophets here in the New Testament, we are still in the New Testament. You and I are still in the New Covenant. True prophets are the ones who are proclaiming the words and the message of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. 
If I were going to give descriptors to prophets, I would use words like bold, articulate, passionate. Those are words that I would use to describe the prophet. Gift number two is the gift of service. The gift of service is when God puts in a person's heart the desire to assist others in very practical ways. 